Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast, with your host, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at Liftoff Jets. You can follow Sharman and read his articles at playlikeajet.com, but you can also follow him on Twitter at Grownfolk1980. You can follow myself at CP7NY. You could also find our episodes wherever you find your podcasts at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. And you could also find us at Sportswire Radio at sportsinarium.com backslash player. You can follow the station manager there, Thomas Bryce, at Thomas Bryce 2017 for all the other scheduling of all the other great shows on there. So, Charmin, <laughs> we're back in – If I feel like we're back in 2022 again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, weren't we supposed to have Aaron Rodgers quarterback in and – get to the playoffs and maybe go into a Super Bowl this year. And now we're back to, we're back to the same, the same conversation. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hello Jets fans. And welcome. To... Welcome to your well, nice. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Welcome to a soothing session. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing soothing about any of what, what's happening with our team. No. Um, and, um, I spent uh, I spent a little while speaking to Chris before we started recording to uh, <laughs> to get a, get a little bit of my frustrations out. Um, I will I will be honest, but I I wanted to do a little bit of being also being a little bit positive um, because I think I think there's enough of the negativity out there. <laughs> they, they don't nobody needs me to be um more negative um i think i think i will inject a little bit of positivity um what does that mean we don't know but um just hang out just hang with us for a second um because for me i feel the frustration i i am as frustrated as you guys are um uh, there is, but if we ask ourselves honestly, what did we expect of Zach Wilson? I think we'll get the, the correct answer. And, you know, as much as we will be unhappy with the outcomes, but we knew that he was being remade, basically, right? That was the plan. For him to sit back and be remade whilst Aaron Rodgers takes the team. Unfortunately for him, Aaron Rodgers went down early and he wasn't even a, probably a quarter way through um, being remade when he was asked to jump back into the fire. An incomplete, um, an incomplete, uh, shell basically um i think immediately we saw things about him that were different and we do see things that about him that were different i think his footwork is a lot has allowed him to be a little bit more accurate um he's taking the the make i'm completing the easier passes more frequently so that's that but since he's incomplete uh, teams could still do the same things to him, you know. 
basically beg him to throw the ball and um, try to bait him into making mistakes and seeing the wrong things. And because of, because, you know, teams do so much to trick you. And if you start, your confidence is already shot and then you, and then you're just not seeing the field the way you want to, because you one minute, one second, you look there, one half a second, one millisecond, you look, and you're like, oh, the safety is here. And then you're like, I should throw. Ooh, you know. And the linebacker drops, which he had that play where he's trying to complete the, the slant. I think it was a slant. And then he didn't notice the linebacker until the last minute. Um, and that's what teams are going to do to him because they know he's shot. His confidence is shot. And just messing with him completely is what they're going to keep doing. Um there is uh, no easy way of saying this, man. You know, the kid is just, he is just where he is. And to ask him to be more than that, you know, it's almost impossible. Um, and I think <sighs> there's no quarterback that's going to come in to save us. I'm, I, again, I understand the frustration, but to tell, to say, that the Jets should go sign somebody because that person is going to come and save you. You must be out of your mind. Hmm. It's not going to happen, guys. There's nobody out there that are gonna that's going to play good enough football to save the Jets season. The I'm taking shots at Robert Sala and telling him he's this and he's that because he because he's number one. That's his job to coach speak and keep the belief of his players. That's his job. You can't ask him to come out there and start barking all kinds of stuff, you know, that you believe to be true. Maybe he does believe it, it to be true, but he's never going to say it out loud. Probably you don't know what he's saying, you know, to his people and, you know, and behind the scenes. You don't know what he's saying to his players. Um, so um, that's that. I don't think, I don't think, um, there's no quarterback coming. Um, yeah, just Simeon was, the, right? But Simeon's not a yeah. No, Simeon is not a savior. No, no, he's um, not. <laughs> no exactly. Uh, the controversy surrounding Salah possibly losing the locker room, I think that's kind of also out of hand. Um, I think, I think th this is what happens. Anytime a team is as disappointed in what in the way things are going as the Jets are, um, I know beat writers have a job to do, um, but they kind of feast on that energy, you know. And listen, I don't blame them. That it is what it is. But to come here and out there saying that, oh, uh, you know, this anonymous player mentioned that you know that they're not happy with of, of course they're not happy there's nobody right there right now in the Jets camp that will tell you that they're happy with things are going of course they're not so but you know losing the locker room you know I don't think I don't think that's something that that's a genuine conversation right now I think I think people are frustrated but you know what? Um, I think you have to wonder if 
what happened last season with Zach Wilson. When not when Salah Salah didn't lose the the locker room more or less. It was more Zach Wilson losing the backing of the of the locker room, right? But right, I that, agree. That might happen if he has another bad outing. And let's say if the defense plays as good as they played last last week, they didn't even play that good, but they still they did their job. I mean, they they held the uh, the opponent to what 15, 13 point, 15 points, so uh, thirteen points. So if they keep doing that, and your team keeps throwing up ten points, you know, like that, then there's going to be a problem. Then you, you're going to see a change at some point. You have to. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always the thing for me, man. It's like. Um, the issue, the issue with, you know, wanting change and when change is supposed to come is be, is that we operate on the, um, very little information, you know, you know, we don't know everything that's going on. Um, so we're only going off of what we think we see or what we feel, you know? And, you know, feelings ain't never bring you nowhere, man. You know, it doesn't really guide anything. You don't know what the deal is. Um, so that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen because you feel a certain way. Um, these guys, these guys know that there's a limit to this. And, and if, and they've been long, they've been in the NFL long enough to feel the temperature of their locker room and know that if the locker is, locker room is kind of falling apart, um, they know that um, they will know when to ha to kind of you know change the game because it's uh, too much. Um, I think a, a AVT had had a comment was it earlier today where he said that when he was asked about Salah losing the lock losing the locker room, he he said that basically uh, Salah um, can't lose the locker room because he doesn't control the locker room. The players do. Um, if, and I saw a couple of people take shots at that, saying that, you know, that's kind of crazy because the coach has to have, guys, these are not kids. You think, I I, I happen to um, manage a crew of, of adults. That's what I do all day. I cannot do anything to make them happy or make them sad. Well, I can mess up their day if I can, you know, there's things I can do to mess their day up. But what I'm trying to say is that I don't have control over them. I could put into place things that could incentivize them to work better. I could do put things into to kind of motivate them. But all these things are not, they're basically, they're, they're not rooted in, you know, like they're not stuff that you could touch. You know what I mean? Yeah. The things that work best is what works between them. Like I have workers that I know, right, in a situation, they would, what they would do, like they would be the responsible one. And they would basically, because of the way they act, people will follow them. So on the on the, the most stringent of circumstances, I know who to turn to. You know what I mean? So I, I view that kind of, I know it's not 
it's apples and oranges, but I think I view that locker room situation in the same way. I think Robert Sala and Joe Douglas have implemented guys that are mature, grounded adults. And those guys are the ones that guide how the locker room reacts to things. You cannot stop a kid from saying something stupid. Garrett Wilson will lose his cool once in a while and say something. He's a kid. Like, people forget these dudes as babies. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I, no, so, and because Salad, I, I'm not going to say Salad's going to lose the, the locker room, right? Because he has to, he has to back Zach Wilson, right? I mean, he's got no other choice. There's literally no other choice behind Zach Wilson. Now, that's a whole other argument. Why didn't you bring in a veteran quarterback after, even before Aaron Rodgers got hurt? But after Aaron Rodgers got hurt, week one, there should have been a veteran quarterback that week brought in, and it, and it didn't happen. Why it, why it took almost a full month before we got a veteran backup here, I don't know. But there should have been a Can guy. Can I ask you a question, though, before you yeah. move forward? Who? I don't know, but there should have been somebody. You can't go Who? in. I have no idea. If you're asking me a name, I could give you names, but I'm not saying how good or bad they are. But they had to bring somebody in. But but Chris, we have to weigh this, right? Because before we move on, I want to speak about this bringing a veteran quarterback thing because I think this is incredibly overrated. Because you could bring a veteran quarterback in, uh -huh. but that person would have to fit what your locker room is. You cannot just plug and play, guys. This no, no, is not Madden. It's impossible. I'm about I'm not talking about a guy that's going to start as soon as you. I'm not talking about a guy to bring in to start right away. I'm not even saying I'm not that. saying just I'm not even talking about the starting version. I'm talking right. about just to have a quarterback. I'm talking For about you. a veteran quarterback who could come in and know, like, listen, we're gonna need you in case things go south. Right. So so okay. So yeah. so let's let's talk about that for a second, right? Okay, we're gonna bring somebody in in case things go south, right? Right. Name me the guys, somebody that's there that's not somebody that's not gonna What's the word I'm looking for? The name, basically, a lot of the free agent quarterbacks that are there, their names are synonymous with certain things. They carry a certain aura, right? And let's be real, that aura is kind of most of it is negative, right? Right. All right. You're so, talking about Carson so, Wentz, so, and I get that. No, I'm not talking about Carson Wentz at all. I'm just saying anybody, because the reason why, let's say, Matt Ryan is not on a team right now. It's because of the last how many years now Matt Ryan has not looked like Matt Ryan. Well, no, Matt Ryan was bad last year. I'm not even. I wouldn't even want. Not him. even. Not only last no. year. The year before. Right. The year before that. So I'm. So the the problem is with what you're saying. In my opinion, is this. You bring in anybody, doesn't matter. They're synonymous with something, and it's negative, right? You plug them into the locker room. Just in case that Zach Wilson goes down. As a, as a third the moment that guy arrives, right, the first thing that's going to be said is, yo, you remember what this dude did a few years ago? You think this guy's going to say this? Why, let me ask you something. Why'd they bring in Simeon then? He's not even – he's on he's the practice squad. That's what I'm This is what I'm trying to tell you. That's what you're bringing in to do. You're going to put him on the practice squad, and he's got to learn the offense. You're not bringing in a quarterback to start the next week, right? 
So that's out of the court. So for all these people that say, oh, we should trade for Kirk Cousins or trade for whoever. That's not that's happening. Not, so that's, that's, that's not going to happen. The team is, first of all, Minnesota and Tennessee are not going to give up after three weeks, right? So <laughs> that, that was a dumb thing to say. So not, I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about even before the season started. Right. I get that part. I, I get that because she's saying, okay, we're rolling with Rodgers. And listen, if Rodgers gets hurt at some point, then we're probably screwed anyway, right? And that's basically where we are now. We're screwed. We're, we're right. going in with somebody who we know who he is. We know who Wilson is. It is what it is. And like you like you said earlier, this was supposed to be like the red shirt year, re, you know, kind of a reboot for him and all that. And obviously that didn't work. So, but after he got hurt, that's when they should have said, okay, who can we bring in? Now they tried to get Rippon from the, I think he's on the Rams now because he was on Denver yes. last year. So he knows the offense. So that would have been a, that would have made sense, right? Cause he's a third string guy. He's a backup. He's not, he doesn't have, you know, any kind of pedigree of a starter at all, at all, right? He started a few games, but he's not considered a starter. So that made sense, but they couldn't get him because he got back onto the, the active roster. So, um, <clears throat> but the, I get bringing in Simeon because now you got to bring in somebody because if things, if things keep going the way they are, I'm not talking about the head coach losing the locker room. It's going to be a mess like it was last year. And we've seen how it was last year with, with Wilson. And it's going to get that bad if he keeps continuing playing bad. Yeah. The, the, fundamentally, fundamentally, what I'm trying to say is this. I understand what you're saying in a vacuum. That just that makes all the sense in the world. But nobody, not Simeon, not if we not anybody that was there as a free agent at the beginning of the season, nobody could rescue the Jets from losing Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm not and, saying yeah. and and also the people that say because a bunch of people all of a sudden came out after the fact and said y'all wasn't going anywhere anyway because y'all had a 40 something year old quarterback. Like, this is the kind of disrespect that, that people have for Aaron Rodgers, which is freaking ridiculous that I couldn't, I cannot stand. You know? Yeah. Because it's not like, it's not like he he's a basically Hall of Fame worthy candidate, right? No, that's not the quarterback. Nope. That's what he looks like. You yeah. know? Oh, that- he had a, he had a down year. He had a down year last year. Oh, oh yeah. That's what, that's what it. He's getting old. He had a down year. A few years ago, we said the whole NFL, all the talking heads, everybody was talking about how he was done. And he couldn't do this and he couldn't do that. And what did he do after that? Two MVPs. Right. Yeah. So that's why I don't I don't buy into any whatever. That was just people who want to, you know, the same old jet stuff. Oh, now you're bringing in an old. Green Bay quarterback, so right, they always compared it to the Brett Favre situation, which is the most ridiculous but... thing. The the whole this is why a lot of this narrative is disingenuous, because this is what I'm talking about. I listen, I'm 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 gonna break it down like this, right? Everything we've more all the discussions that we've had, there's a there's truth to everything we say, but you know what is also true? This is three games into the freaking season. Right. Nobody knows what's going to happen between now and the end of the season. Nobody. You know why I tell you this? I'll give you two examples. In my evaluation of two teams, 
right? One team was Atlanta. I said from the beginning of the season, from before the end of the season, Chris, you could back me up because you heard me say it. Atlanta is a problem. The only issue is we don't know what their quarterback is going to be. Right. Didn't I say this before the season started? I agree with you too. I'm I'm with you, Ritter. I don't know what Ritter's going to be, and so exactly. Far, but but you can't. Under. But the way they play on defense and off and everywhere else other than quarterback, that's a formidable team. No. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams. You know what? I'm you know on the other end of the spectrum. What did I say about Arizona? Nice. Didn't I say Arizona might be the worst team in the NFL? Yeah, I, I think everybody said they were tanking, but people got to realize. Okay, players, right? Got... <laughs> Just, but this, but you know the point. You know the point I'm about to make. Yeah, the same way, I was so right about Atlanta. I was so wrong about about the about the Arizona Cardinals because guess what? These players didn't care what I thought or what anybody thought about them. You understand me? Right. They come out and they're playing their butts off every Sunday, competing from the whist from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. That's why they that's how they're able to beat the, the Cowboys. No, okay. that's why that offensive line is surprisingly what running the ball. What you understand what I'm saying? So if we could generalize or make statements about teams like those two that I just mentioned and be completely right about one and be completely wrong about the other. Guess what? We can't be right about, or we don't, we don't have a clue about what's going to happen to the jet between now and the end of the season. We don't. Yes. Yes. The past does do have a lot to do with what happens in the future, but trust me when I tell you, We've watched enough NFL football to know that this NF, this thing is incredibly unpredictable. We don't know what is going to happen next. There is certain things that are just, and there are guys in the NFL that just, no matter, they change the weather, right? Like Patrick Mahomes. But there's, those are just a few guys. For the most part, the NFL is incredibly unpredictable. And those one or two guys basically make it what they want it to be. And that's very rare. That's why I, that's why I say, right? Yes, it's disappointing. Yes, to feel the way we feel, we're right. We're right to feel that way, especially going through all the years of disappointment we've gone through. Everybody knows. We keep saying it over and over again, like everybody doesn't know that we're Jets fans and we're in pain and we've been in pain for a long time. We haven't won a Super Bowl in a long time. Keep mentioning the same stuff over and over again. Like, yeah, we all know this. That's the reason why we feel the way we feel. Fine. But to come out and say, right, because before the start of the season, another example, our defensive line, dominant. One of the best in the league. Probably the best in the league. What have they looked like? They're okay. They're good. But they haven't looked like the best in the league. No. Exactly. So, if, please, it's an, the beginning of the NFL season. 
you're right to feel frustrated about the, the, the progression of our quarterback play and how it's frustrating to keep watching a quarterback like Zach Wilson flail at being a quarterback in the NFL. It's extremely frustrating. I understand that. But I think Aaron Rodgers was right in what he said at, on Pat, Pat McAfee. Oh, it does not matter the feeling. At the end of the day, we're Jets fans. And what do we do? We back our team. That's what we do. Right? Absolutely. So that's what we will do. That's what we will do. And Zach Wilson not being the best quarterback and you want to call him, tell him he sucks and whatever you want to say, on Sunday, Zach Wilson plays for your favorite team. And what do you do? You're a Zach Wilson fan. That's just how it is. Does not matter. You understand me? So, I, I don't know what else to say. I, in my opinion, that's how my fandom works. Now, if fandom works differently for you, that's on you. But for me, yes, frustrated. I can't, from where I'm sitting, can't see a, the light at the end of the tunnel. But guess what? I'm a Zach Wilson fan, and I'm praying that for some reason, some way, somehow, he wakes up one morning and, uh, you know, I don't know, he snaps a finger and then he becomes. Zach freaking Wilson instead of just Zach Wilson. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, yeah. That's that's going to be the good problem. Listen, I don't think any Jet fan is rooting against Zach Wilson. I don't think it's anything to do with that. I think it's a matter of what we're expecting. That's the thing. And I think, to be honest, yeah, looking at the – obviously before the Aaron Rodgers injury, yeah, we were a playoff team. We were – Hopefully, you know, maybe if everything, you know, goes right, we're going to be in a play in the Super Bowl, right? But once Aaron Rodgers went down, <laughs> getting back to what you said, right? No matter who we bring in, it's going to be a huge drop from from Aaron Rodgers to whoever this backup is. And even with a better backup, and it could be anybody we, you know, if you want to say uh let's say Teddy Bridgewater, right? Solid backup quarterback, right? We bring him in. The most we could look at with him is a wild card team in our division. That's the most with a backup quarterback. And that's with our defense playing elite top two, top three defense in the league. The way we felt about this defense before the season started. Right. So now I think our expectations have to be lowered a lot lower with Zach Wilson. It's as simple as that. You know, our offensive line played a lot better than than what it looked, obviously. They were giving him plenty of time. But Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson, and we just have to cross our fingers and pray and hope that the coaching can figure out a plan for him, not for Aaron Rodgers, because now it's now it's Zach Wilson's team. It's not Aaron Rodgers' team. It's not Aaron Rodgers' offense right now. Now it's Zach Wilson's offense. They have to build this offense around him and what he could do and what he can't do. Right. I think that's what we got to hope for more than anything. We have to hope that this offensive coordinator could figure out a plan and get the most out of Zach Wilson, because right now we're not getting the most out of Zach Wilson. Getting back real quick. The Dolphins scored, what, 70 points this week, right? <laughs> Ridiculous. 
the Jets in their last seven games have scored 74 points. <laughs> Obviously, that's not all exactly. We will, we will, we will talk about the Broncos and the and the right. Dolphins yeah. to come. But I'm, I'm just, know, just a, I, I, that's just an know. idea of how bad this offense has been. You know what I mean? Like just these last three weeks. Forget about going into last year was a was a disaster too offensively. But so that's why I and I don't think listen. I don't think any Jet fan is against Zach Wilson. But if he starts, you know, a three and out, another three and out. Sunday night against Kansas City, yeah, he's going to hear it from the fans. Unfortunately, I, I'm not a booer. I don't. I've never booed my own team. But listen, fans are going to do it, and we know that's what's going to happen Sunday night, right? Yeah, they're going to do it. You know, I listen. I, I I'm not going to that. I I won't do that. You no. know, like I said, like I said, I said my my fandom as a Jet fan, I feel a certain way about this team. My fandom. The way I carried is a, I carried a specific way, right? Um, I think I think it's intense um, for me. Um, I think it's emotional for me. I have a I have a connection to this team um, that that gets like you know you know when we like we go opening day, we go to the jet you know we go to the Jets game. I rem- I like almost every time we go um, after the the you know, the anthem is played. I get emotional, you know, all the time. You know, I don't think there's any sport or any team that I love more than the Jets. Um, and yeah, um, I, I like, uh, like most Jets fans, I, I, I think I need my team to perform better. I think I need better offense because like you said I can't remember the last time the team was a good offensive team hmm. um you know and I and and that's just how I carry my fandom and as intense as it is it's it's as frustrating as it is for me I can't bring myself to be the one to boo and be negative and say all this stuff like some play, some guys on the internet saying stuff about this kid and his family and stuff like that I can't ever, I can't ever bring myself to do that you know what I mean um but there's people that do that, you know, oh, and and far far be it to me to say that they're not jet, that they're not Jets fans. You know, they just their fandom carries them in a different way. That's that's them and how they do it. But I just I can't bring myself to to be that. Um, and when like I ran into a lady today and her son, and she she told she said you know because I was wearing my Jets hat. And she said, you know, she she felt like that's how, you know, it's almost predestined for bad things to happen to the Jets. Why? Because we know the history. And every channel after the Aaron Rodgers injury brought up every last time that the Jets ever had an opportunity to be good, something bad happened. It's It's so synonymous to the Jets that at this point, there's a, a whole story for the reason why. Right, Chris? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to say it out loud because it's ridiculous, but people actually believe that Joe Namath is Joe Namath's fault. But, it, you know, but that's how that's how it is. What what he you know? said, too. Did you hear that? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to address it, but since you brought it up. <laughs> oh, 
There's a, if you're a foot, if you're an ex football player, at some point, that's like this is this is where for me, like I feel, you know, the more I learn about football, I I have a I have a different connection. I I grow a certain feeling towards players. You know what I mean? Um, but for an ex player to blast a, a a current player that that way, man, that always bothers me. I'm like, bro, like you way more connected to the game than I am ever and will ever will be. You know what I mean? What like yeah. you serious? That I, I don't get it. I really don't. I I I I don't get it either. Like he shouldn't have said it that bad. And to go after even the coach and GM. I Thank that, you. That was, That's the part that bothers me the most. But there must be there's gotta be a miss. There's got to be some kind of a miss uh, connection or something between Joe Namath and the franchise now because he mentioned something that he's never spoken to Zach Wilson. Like he was like, "No, I never met the man." Like, how does how does the Jets not get Zach Wilson to meet up with Joe Namath? Joe Namath is the most famous Jet player in history. He is the Jets, right? I mean, he is. That is very very odd. Yeah, how do I will. You- I'll give you that. I, that is very odd Jesus. because I don't know. This some that's where I I didn't understand that at all. But uh, something I, is bothering me here. I and that's on that's on the franchise. I'm sorry, he, Woody and Chris ownership. Chris, some some something sounds for, that this, this doesn't sound right for me. Right, because I'm not gonna. I'm, it it doesn't sound right in a way because I I. Where that the first year this kid was here, Joe Namath was paraded around in and out of the stadium that year. He might have been, but maybe he just they never they they never got to so, meet. I don't know. That's possible. That, so if you're telling me now, now that's where I believe you because if that actually happened, where this man was in and out of the stadium shaking hands with everybody, whatever, and he never met the quarterback or or two. Or future quarterback to be of the Jets. That to me, makes what's sense. the deal with him and the and the team? Right. That to me, that like there's something wrong there. Like there must be either I don't know. That that's that's the part that I didn't understand. Like I'm like, why didn't they ever have Zach Wilson meet up with Joe Namath? Like this, you is- never know. He probably pissed off the owners or management. Right. You never that know, man. Could have been the other way around. You know, maybe they yeah. asked him and. But anyway, that that was just very strange, and for him to go to kill everybody, basically like Zach Wilson, Salah, Douglas, he wants complete, he wants a complete teardown of everything. So, and and I've and I've said and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I know that things haven't been working, but show me again which team in the NFL that keeps hiring and firing their coaches, GMs, and a front office that are successful. You can't show me one. Even the stupid teams that we're calling stupid, right? In even in their best, when they did have their best, one of the reasons why they had best is because there was continuity on the team in the front office and at the coaching and at the coaching level. So I think that I think that to me is gospel in football. The part of the gospel in football is you have to have continuity at those places, at those positions. Like you cannot keep changing those guys 
every time over and over and over again. So I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm I'm not even entertaining that right now. I probably we could have a an actually honest conversation about that somewhere down the road, but not right now, in my opinion. I think I think this calls for a galvanizing around Salah and the front office because I because we've spoken about this. Up to this point, sans the the Zach Wilson situation, everything that those guys have done is pretty good. Yeah, I, right. I, the only I, I the only negative outside of mm. Zach Wilson wrong, um, I think they did you know the right thing going after Aaron Rodgers right, and he got hurt. I nobody could see that out coming. The only thing we could really get on Joe Douglas about is the offensive line. Even though it played decent this week, I'm not saying this week, but overall, coming into this year, uh, you, you, may not, you may not agree with me, but coming into this year, it should not have been a 38-year-old left tackle coming off surgery. And on the other side, Becton coming off of missing the last two seasons, basically being your starting right tackle. Your two tackles, especially left tackle, being arguably the most important position after quarterback, it should have been more secure. You know what I mean? And we've, we've been hearing about this for the last few years. Tackle, the offensive line has not been good. And there's no way to defend Joe Douglas in this situation with, with the offensive line. And remember... I think, I think, Chris, I think before you move on from the offensive line, I think, I think that there is a little bit of there's a little bit here that I think you need to kind of give him a little leeway here because I think if you go back a couple years, Joe Douglas has poured a great amount of money into this into this offensive line. Right. He had if if you would tell me that he had neglected the positions on the offensive line, then I would tell you. Oh, this then I would say to you. Yeah, um, right. But he hasn't not neglected it. What has happened is the players that he's gotten has failed him. Right. Tomlinson, so you you tell me how you evaluate a player like Tomlinson. When you watch the kind of player he was at the 49ers, and you tell me how you miss the fact you, you can't, there's no way you could see that this guy would fall the way he fell. Absolutely not. That's now the same guy you're talking about—that's that, our left tackle in Brown, basically an Iron Man his whole career. Yeah, but he's also 37, 38 years old. I understand that, but point, a lot. Okay. If, if, if listen, basically Brown sits in the in a realm with a few offensive linemen that play late into their 30s, and all most of those guys don't get injured. They end up retiring, and they're fine. Yeah, but he didn't get. He just happened to be the one that's that torn this and torn that. The, and the crazy thing about it is that, like, it's not even his knees. It's his upper body, which is ridiculous. Who could predict that? You can't. But this happened months ago. It's not like it happened week one where he got hurt. He had but, who was, who, but again, this is the thing again, Chris. Who would he get to replace him, especially after he had poured so much money into the offensive line? They didn't have money to go go pay in a top tier, and there was no top tier anybody sitting around. But, but listen, 
to you a certain to... point, I will I will definitely say that there is a point. You're making a the point that you're making is fair to a point. Like there is a, there is questions there, but not to me, not to the point of like you know, hey man, you didn't do enough. Like that to me, I think he did what he could have done. I think it was great for like the especially the money and the bodies that he is spent on the offensive line. I think I'm 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 not completely happy. I think at some point, yes, the age of Brown is something you you should bring into consideration. But then when you wait against the fact that he has never been an injured player. Yeah, but you, you understand what I mean? Like you're also hoping and crossing your fingers on a 38-year-old guy coming off surgery. You're also crossing your fingers. And remember with Becton, Becton was not in the starting right tackle position at the beginning of camp, right? No. At the beginning of the year, it was like, well, we'll have to wait and see. You know, we're going to work him back. Well, not that we knew anyway, because they might have had their own plans. We wouldn't know that. We weren't privy to that. But here's the thing. There's no other plan, though. Like, now we're like, we're moving a rookie center into guard. And you know what? It's actually worked okay this week. And Yeah, I, because he freaking played awesome. Right. And this is probably what it's going to look like the rest of the year, and that's great. But just remember, like, we're going into a season with a 40, almost 40-year-old 40 quarterback who's not exactly the most mobile guy around. And you're, like, basically, you know, like, taping up your tackle positions, which are the two most important positions, or especially left tackle, with a guy, you know, like 37, 38. I get he's never been hurt, but now he has he is hurt. And we know he was hurt. You know what I mean? And that's that's where and I know, like you said, what else could he have done, right? We know how the draft went, right? We know the Patriots traded with the Steelers right above us, you know. And instead of getting the yeah, tackle, so if you get we we wasn't we couldn't get any kind of tackle that we could have plugged in. Oh, so we yeah, ended up just wouldn't have happened. Who would not even who's not even active, right? Now we could have a we could have a conversation about that now. Yeah, that's a legit conversation now. We could have even you know what I mean. Now, we could have a legit conversation there, about that. There's a lot of there's a lot of choices there. What we could have did in that spot. So let's yeah, that's a whole other argument. I don't even want to get into that. That's a deeper right discussion, but that. For me, that's my only quarterback and the offensive line. To me, he's he failed miserably, obviously, with the quarterback. That's an obvious. What the line? Oh yeah, the line he's tried. I get it, but unfortunately, everything that he's tried so far has kind of backed. Yeah, hasn't worked. Right. Yeah. So good or bad, they all haven't worked out. So that's that's yeah, probably- and and that's the and that's the issue, man. At the end of the day, um for all the work that goes into scouting and all the work that goes into bringing players in, you know, all that you got to be also be lucky, man. You have to be lucky too. And yeah, I, I, I believe that luck is a combination of prep preparation and availability. I think, I think you, I think you have to bring yourself to a point of, of being lucky. And the fact that they have, um, Poor the amount of resources that they've had into the offensive line is, um, you know, is 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 kind of okay. I'm I'm I I don't want to say I'm completely okay with it. 
I, I, I was encouraged by what they tried to do. Could they have done more? I yes, I think so. Um, but but I think I think they did good enough. I I not oh man, I don't want to say that. I don't want to give them that that. I think I think they did what they could. Um, I thought that especially coming into this year. I mean, coming into next year, going into next year, I think. Plug it, getting an a tackle would be something that they needed to do. You know what I mean? Um, because because this is the thing, right? If you pay attention to the team and the way the team is coming together, yes, there are pieces that need to be that are missing, right? But if you pay attention to most of the team, it's built, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, no, it's I'm, built. So add to the so so right. receiver. And I think we'll we'll be all right because this is because of the thing and the prop the thing is most NFL teams are just like the Jets. There's an important play um player that's just missing or one or two. They're just a couple of players away. That's people always say that. Of course, it's never true. <laughs> but the you problem, know what I mean. You know what the big problem is is missing with the quarterback, right? You miss you miss on a hot mm. quarterback. That is very true. Right. You you're you knock your franchise back three years, and that's basically what happened with us. This is year three, and we're still at the same position as we were when we first drafted him. Right? And but that's thanks to a, an injury that we had to trade for. We had to trade for another quarterback to bring in. So that's that's that with with uh that's why I and listen, I don't think Salah's getting fired, and I don't think Joe Douglas is getting fired after this year. I mean, unless things go really south, but I don't think that's going to happen either. But Rogers got hurt. That's that. That's going to be the excuse next year when Rogers comes back. Yeah, they're they're going to be on the hot seat, obviously, because they got to start winning games. The excuse of well, this guy got hurt, this guy got hurt, blah 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 blah. It's eventually it's going to wear. You know, eventually it's going to wear out, right? You can't just keep using the injury excuse for every year for a team. Eventually, it's like okay. Every team deals with injuries. You gotta figure it out. So. I think. I think. I think that. I think the issue. The issue for the Jets is just is special. It's not just the. It's that's. It's never just injuries. Who's getting injured? It's like, you know. Oh, it's, it's like if, yeah. If you if you can't if you can't get a quarterback and then when you get do have one he always falls apart. I don't know what to tell you. You know, we again. You've been a Jet fan longer than I have, and you know the deal. How many times? How many stories you could come up with of Jets quarterbacks that were just on the cusp and then had a major injury? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> they're either come like on, man. or they're they're a total bust. It's one or the other. It's it's the same thing. Right. Listen. How many conversations have we had in the past about Chad Chad Pennington's? Possibility, like how good would Chad Pennington be if he had didn't have shoulder issues? Oh, he would have been great. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> like I kind of, and I keep keep bringing up names over and over again. And think about it's it, like, right? If it's, he like, was, it's ridiculous. Think about it, if he was great for, like, say, a decade. You know, I'm not saying he would have won a Super Bowl or anything like that. But if he's oh. great for a decade, in those ten years, all the quarterbacks we brought in in those ten years would not have been brought in. Right, 
that's that's yeah. how you gotta look at it if if something worked out with the quarterback. Just but like, not only that, it would have changed the team's trajectory. Oh, man. definitely, definitely. Like that, that that means a lot in the NFL. Everything. If if if, if it, thank you. So so it so that I'm telling you, a lot of things would have been different about the Jets. And I could tell you, we could say the same thing about Vini Testaverde. Because that year was the Jets' year. Yep. No, 99. Absolutely. So, so, so tell me again, you know, if Vinny had had stayed healthy that year and had, and we were, we were like competing to the end of the season, even if we didn't go to the Super Bowl, even if we were in the final, even if we were in the semifinals, we, we played in the, in the, in the, um, in the AFC um, finals, right? Mm-hmm. For another year, because that because what did I'm trying to remember what happened in '98. Now, yeah, we got to the AMC Championship game again. Right, September. exactly. So, so this is so this is what I'm saying. If if you were known to go to back to back AFC finals, even if you lost, that changes your trajectory as a team. Oh yeah, and a lot of these things would have been different about the Jets going forward. So, so again, I bring all this up to say that bad things have always happened to the Jets. That's the reason why we feel the way we feel. That's the reason why a lot of fans feel the way the way they feel, and we're having people writing letters saying that they're quitting the team and all this stuff, whatever. Um. Hey, at the end of the day, what we're going to do is we're going to show up for our team on Sunday. We're going to cheer them. And if it's disappointing, you know, you're going to take it on the chin like we always do. And then we'll come back the next Sunday. You got to figure it out. They, they got to figure it out. They got to figure out ways to win the game. We don't have Aaron Rodgers. We have Zach Wilson. And it's the offensive coordinator's job to figure out the best plan with Zach Wilson. Whatever it may be, I'm not. I'm not a offensive guru, but he is. He has to figure it out. He has to figure out the best possible plan to get the most out of Wilson. It's as simple. And as that. and and at first, I I crucified him, but the more I, the more I looked at the re, re, reviewed um, or replayed a lot of the plays, he did great. He did great. He didn't call a bad game at all. No, guys were um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, I another thing we need to pay attention to is I think there are players that need to need to get less snaps. Like yeah. I I don't want to take food off the of somebody's plate, but the inconsistencies has to stop, man. Um I think number one, I think Uzama is a very nice guy, man. And I hate to say it. But he's way too inconsistent as a blocker right now. I don't understand, you know, how Jeremy Ruckert is not getting more snaps. I just don't understand. I don't get it. There is something we don't know. It has to be. Yeah. Other than that, I don't get it. I don't understand. And if you think that we're not missing Corey Davis as an outside blocker, you must be out of your mind. Because guess what? Alan Lazard is not... Corey Davis. As he's a not. not. As a blocker, he's not. 
As a blocker, Davis or... is Davis is way better. Was That's crazy. A third, like a third receiver, not a number two. Right now, we don't have a number two. There was a there was a play. There's a couple of plays where he just failed miserably as blo as blocking, where the line held up and then he failed his block, allowing the um defensive end or, or or linebacker to get in the backfield to stop the run. It's got to be more Hardman, and you got to get Gibson out there. They have to. There has to be. This is where the offensive coordinator has to step in and make. And I know Hardman can't be an every down receiver, right? He's not a guy that's going to know all neither, the time. Neither can Gibson. Gibson, right. you can't put Gibson. No, no. Not Gibson is not that kind of player, man. No, You're not going to be putting on a guy and asking him to change the game now. No, no, no. But they got to figure out plays for them. These guys are game breakers. We've seen it. Hardman last year was, he had the fifth most um, yards per touch, I think, in the league, fifth or fourth per touch. That doesn't mean he had 100 catches. That just means average per touch. So just get him the ball. You know, you don't have to get him the ball 10 times. A couple of times during the game, get a play specifically for him. Gibson. I I, I agree. I, I'm not going to argue this with you. I, I think because right. I agree with you. I think, but I think, but I think over time that will happen because I think basically as an, as a coordinator, um, you have all these ideas in your head about how you're going to um, implement guys and how you're going to do things. I think the whole quarterback issue has really kind of set, set back a lot of the things that he probably had in the works for his, for a lot of those players. I think going forward, you will see him, um, start implementing plans for these guys um, more often, uh, but but I think three games into the season, I can't be killing the offense, the OC. Not when it's not egregious, because no, trust and believe. As a Jets fan, I have seen bad play calling. I know what it looks like. This ain't it. No, no, I'm just saying that it's not the play calling. It's you got to get the personnel out there. You got to get guys that can make plays. I right think now, I think right now we don't have guys that can make plays except for Wilson. Listen, and Brees. Listen, to me, listen. <laughs> Are you really evaluating that? Is it a fair evaluation when the quarterback can't even get the ball out of his hand, though? Oh no, <laughs> that's the problem right. because he ain't even getting the ball out of his hand, and guys are open. Yeah, that's the problem. The problem, the issue, the issue for me is the fact that the that guys are open, you know. And I, before I even move on, I got to mention the fact that Dalvin Cook has been an incredible disappointment. Like, oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all I could say is Michael Narnia went out of his way to, to say over and over again that that's a bad idea. On that's probably the only person I saw on Twitter saying that bringing Cook is a bad idea. He and he brought the facts with it too, and everything he said came true. He well, can't break tackles. He is not the same player he used to be. He's no. he still has great feet, but I don't know, man. This game is not the same. They got to get the running game going because Brees Hall is not got going either. He's done nothing. No, good. because because number one, they haven't had a lot of snaps. Number two, the this is the 
the first time they really lined up with a line that could block was last weekend. And they took them right out of the game. They took the run game right out of them easily, you know, because a lot of the blocking on the outside, I think, I think also when you bring a new lineup, a new set of guys on, you have to figure out what they do best. And what they tried to do was a lot of double teaming. And I don't think that worked. I, I think isolating some of those kids is probably the best way because they're pretty stout. So some of those guys are very stout, they're very strong at the point of contact. So to me, putting a hat on a hat is in is where I would go instead of all this double duo that that they were trying to pull up. And that stuff is a you know, in uh, you know, from the little I know about offensive line play, it takes a lot of coordination to run that stuff. And you have to have like reps on reps on reps on reps for it to do that kind of a dancing. Like it's it's basically a dance, you know, you know, hitting the duo and getting and peeling off it and climbing to the second level is a dance. And the, not only is the offensive line supposed to be good at good at it, and they kind of have to mesh well when they do that, the running back also have to have good feel for what they do in front of him for him to understand where to go or you know take their lead so so i'm not even ready to even touch the offensive coordinator at all at all at all i i don't think he's done anything wrong in any way i think i think if the if anything like i said i mentioned that i think that the uh, rocket should take get more snaps especially against when running the ball because i think i think he's blocking is more steady and more consistent um and um, who else I was gonna say? Um, Hardman, maybe. Yeah, and I want it, and I want Hardman out there more than anything else. As those short routes that they're trying to throw, who else to catch that ball? Like who else? It can't. No, like there's nobody else. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be trying to throw that ball to. Because not only that, the, he's famous for catching short passes. Everybody's going to be looking for him when he's on the field. That could spark the kind of a distraction you need on a on defense to kind of get Garrett Wilson one on one. Yeah. So I will understand. I totally understand that part of the, the uh, part of it. But for now, other than that, I don't have an issue with the offensive offensive uh, play caller. In my opinion, I I'm fine with him. Yeah. Um, personnel. You got you got to get the yeah personnel is an issue, and you know our quarterback is an issue. Right. So, all right, so what are your thoughts quickly as we get into the uh, games for week four? Uh, Jets, Chiefs, how do, you, how do you see that come? How do you see that working out? Yeah, the way that that team played, the Chiefs played last week, um, on Sunday, I mean, yeah, that they're starting to roll downhill. Yeah, that's not a good indication of what the kind of team we'll see on Sunday because when – a player when an offense led by that guy gets hot, that's not a good look. That's just not. And it's hard to play and stay on the field as a defense and be forced to try to stop this guy over and over again, man. When when you know your offense can't do it, that's an impossible task. So um it's 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 gonna be bad, man. I I don't see I don't see any I can't see my I can't see our way through this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's gonna get ugly, um, and it's gonna get 
the boo birds are going to be out real quick, man. Uh, for Zach, if if it if it gets ugly early, it's going to get really ugly by the end of the end of the game. And I don't know. And next week is going to be a big week. If it's if it's as bad as we think it's going to be between with this game Sunday night, um, it's going to be an interesting week. You know, they just brought in um, Simeon. Uh, boy, I'm not saying they're better options. I mean, they're, they're just. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna get rough. I out. think I think the only chance we have is because I I still don't believe in the Chiefs defense because the Chiefs defense that that's not a fair evaluation playing the Bears. It's just not. Yeah, no. you know what I mean. <laughs> like the Bears, I don't think the Bears offense is. I don't even know what they're trying to do today. The truth, I I have no clue. I'm confused. You know. <laughs> well, you know what probably... the Chiefs are going to probably do with with the what the Patriots did, right? Shut down the shut down the run game, and dare him to to throw the ball. Yeah, play play heavy in the front. Yeah, bring all the guys down in the down in the line of scrimmage and and play straight close to the line of scrimmage, forcing the Jets out of the run scheme. You listen. It's just it's basically what the teams have been doing about since Zach Wilson started playing for the Jets. That's what teams have been doing until he proves. You know, they're gonna keep until doing. he proves that he could beat that. They will keep playing that heavy front where there's eight men in the nine men in the box. You know, and that's another reason why all those short passes are not working too. Everybody's right there. Yep. You know what I mean? Everybody's right there, and and yes. Yes, a screen could work, you know, when 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 you have players. And yes, if you break a run when players when teams are playing heavy fronts, yeah, you catch a seam, a seam, you could go because there ain't nobody back there. There's like probably one. There's one safety sitting back there. That's it. You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, you, there's a possibility, but the possible that's that's like a slim chance, you know. And you're not go and teams are not running. Off a slim chance with all that that number stuff that they 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 trying to break down, they're only, you know, they're only thinking of, you know, what's their best chance off of what the analytics is saying, you know, um, but I'm not saying for them to stop the run. On uh, uh, one thing that I heard the commentator said was the whole tendency of running the ball on first down every time. Mm-hmm. No. So you so you're telling me that's not okay. I said I wasn't gonna kill the the, <laughs> the, the coordinator, but that that one was annoying. That that's that's an that's a that's an annoying thing in my opinion. Every first down. That's, that's every first down. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> like you, like you can't can't be more. You cannot be predictable in the NFL at all, bro. You can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta throw so. It. You gotta throw the ball. I don't care what your game plan is. If you line up and there's nine men in the box, throw the damn ball. The simple as that. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to see certain things. I want there's certain things I want to see. You know, them goo going forward. Um, okay. I'm not expecting too much out of the game. I'm, I'm not thinking. You know that they're gonna come back and win, all that crap. I'm not even thinking that that's a possibility because, like I said, I think uh, the Chiefs' offenses seem like it's time to catch a fire, and that's that's not a good look for anybody playing them at any given time. Yeah. Um, 
in the in the short in the short close or future whenever it's gonna be but yeah yeah that's how it is yeah the highlights probably gonna be the Taylor Swift sighting in one of the lucky <laughs> right. oh my god um, it's awesome right, let's let's get into week four games let's put the Jets aside here um, Thursday night Detroit at Green Bay always a always a good matchup. Um, Detroit, what did they do last week? They beat Atlanta they won. six, yeah. And Green Bay came back and beat New Orleans 18 17 behind Jordan Love. Yeah. Um, th- this game is going to go a long way, I think, right? This is going to mm-hmm. tell who's who, who's the real team here in, in the north, right? We thought Detroit early on, but Green Bay's actually looked pretty good. What, what are your thoughts here? I think, I think Detroit, I think. What they did last week is pretty cool, man. The fact that they were able to still survive that game. They have a lot of injuries on defense, and they're still able to do that. Um, I think I think that's impressive. I think what the Lions did um, was also impressive coming back. I think uh, kudos to Love, man, Let, having him, you know, have his first comeback game. Um, that was, like, uh, definitely a, Q, uh, a good QB moment to see. Um but they still have a long ways to go. Um, I also, you know, I love that to see the the Green Bay defense, I, you know, show up a little bit. Um, a couple of their players got couple, um, uh, two sacks here and there. Um, so I, I, I was um, impressed at what they did on defense too. I think that the Packers are going to be able to challenge the Lions more than, their, the, than the team played them last week was able to. So I think that Packers stand a better chance to beat the Detroit Lions than 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 you know than the than who played whoever played them last week. Yeah. Um so so I am leaning I'm gonna go Lions because I just think they're too tough of a team, man. I yeah. and I think people I think people are disrespecting golf by not mentioning the fact that he's been incredible for them since he got shipped over there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Detroit, too. Um, next game, Sunday morning, our first game in uh, over in England at Wembley Stadium. Atlanta coming off their loss that we just spoke about, and Jacksonville also coming. Oh, my God. Kind of a shocker here, losing at home to Houston 37-17. to That's the way they lost, man. Right. That was the sick. That's the sickest part about it because this team is way better than that. Oh yeah, that I I don't I don't understand it, man. They're way talented. They have a lot of good players on that team. For them to start as flat as they did, it's like they couldn't do anything right. Couldn't move the ball. They couldn't play defense. Everybody like, couldn't run. Couldn't do nothing. So and on the on the, on the other hand, the Falcons are just. Like, hey man, you might beat me, but I might you you leave in here black and blue. Yeah. Basically, that's their whole thing. And to for for that reason, in my I pick the I pick the Falcons. Cause it because they, they just from the moment you walk they you walk into their stadium or they walk into your stadium, they beating the crap out of you. Now they might lose still, but you're gonna come out black and blue. So I respect that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um and the Jaguars got to bounce back. They got to – I mean, this is a team that a lot of us thought was going to be a, a tough team this year, one of the better teams in 
a good AFC. So this is going to be interesting. They can bounce yeah. back. Um, next up, you got Miami coming off <laughs> beating uh, Denver 70 to 20. Uh, they traveled to Buffalo. Buffalo also won. They beat uh, Washington 37 to 3 on the road. Um, what do you think here? Another 70 point game for Miami? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so that's an actual that's an actual football team they're gonna be playing now. So they're different. And not to make to make it even better, that's a team that they play twice a year. So it, it ain't gonna be 70. You're not scoring that much points on the bill. That's just how it's gonna be. It, you know, so um it's gonna be a closer game, but the Miami Dolphins has shown that it does not matter. You know, there's a level of ingenuity to their offense. There's a, of course, the incredible speed that they have on at so many different positions, and and then they play hard. They play hard, man. Um, that coach has basically done something that I didn't think that he was able he was going to be able to do until a, a couple years into his tenure, and he's been able to do. It. He did it last year. Um, He's galvanized his team, and the team buy what he's selling, and they play hard for him. And guys show up, man, and I, you know, I respect that. So, yeah, I, I, I'm picking Miami on this one, and not because they scored seventy, but I just think that they were at this point, they were forced, man. And and they scored yeah. seventy without Waddle too. Yeah, ridiculous. What? <laughs> makes no sense. I think that's crazy. Yep. Uh, speaking of Denver, they go to they go to Chicago, which uh, should be <laughs> oh my god, this is going to be an ugly game because Chicago lost at Kansas City, forty one to ten, um, and Denver, of course, gave up seventy points. I mean, I would think Denver's got to bounce back here. I mean, yeah, I would think so too because the the Bears are just yeah, they're all you know, yeah, they 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 have issues everywhere. So might that looking. offensive line that we, we thought that they fixed is not good. The offense itself is not good. The quarterback is, I don't know. Do they draft, <laughs> do they draft another quarterback next year? Because they're going to have another high pick, and next year's draft is going to be loaded with quarterbacks. Hmm. That's going to be an interesting decision for – Yeah, it's an interesting decision, man. The interesting <laughs> decision to make. I'm not saying – you know, I'm 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 very surprised that the kid is where he is now. Um, I don't know. Maybe we call into question the coaching. Yeah. You know, maybe we do. We'll we'll see what happens. But I don't think they. I think I I gotta believe that Sean Payton is a better coach than this. I gotta do that. Yeah. Like if 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 he loses to the Bears. Oh yeah, bro. I I think that's a fireable offense in my opinion. And be- I don't I don't say that lightly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say Denver just because they're better, but not by much, because they're they're awful too. But they gotta come back and beat Chicago, even though it is in Chicago. But um and then after that you got Baltimore. Um they're coming off a victory. No, they're the ones no, I'm sorry, they lost at home, another shocker. To Indianapolis, twenty-two to nineteen. They travel to Cleveland. Cleveland coming off an impressive victory um, against 
Tennessee. They beat him 27 to three. I didn't think it'd be that much of a blowout. Um, but Sean Watson looked very good finally for them. Yeah, and also I think the the Browns defense is is coming to light. I think people are that like you gotta start talking about this defense, man. You know? <clears throat> yeah, because I think last year a couple of times I mentioned how talented they are. They they're pretty talented, man. They have a lot of talented players from everywhere. Yep. Corner, safety, um, pass rush, DT, linebacker, everywhere on that defense is talent is talented. And not just not just guys that are just talented that you say you're talented. They're incredibly high-end players. You know, elite speed, um, you know. Just, you know, they're not run-of-the-mill players. Like, you know, Grant Delpit is uh, is, the, is the safety, the incredible player. Um, his, his, his name, you mentioned his name multiple times per game. You know, um, in, in a good way, um, you know who the, who the pass rusher is there. You know who, who he is. Um, he's going to wreck your game. That's what he does. Um, and uh, they their linebackers are like really good in coverage, and they don't they're not afraid to tackle. So, and I think and I think that's uh, uh what's his name? That's the coordinator over there. Yeah, Schwartz, Jim Schwartz. Sure, I was just about to say yeah. So yeah, you gotta respect it. I yeah. I, I respect it, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I I think I I'll take Cleveland here to keep. Yeah, it I'm with you too. Yeah. And Baltimore losing at home to. Indianapolis, yeah, you'd like to see them bounce back, but I don't know. Not against this team. Um, next game, you got Cincinnati coming off their uh, close win on Monday night against the Rams. Uh, they traveled to Tennessee. We just talked about Tennessee getting crushed 27-3. Um, I, I think this Cincinnati's it's going to come down to Burrow, right? How healthy is he going to get? Is that calf going to be bothering him? If it's going to bother him all season, yeah, this is not going to be a good team. Yeah, and and he's gonna be, you know, he's being almost tentative to step into throws, um, you know, like people are, you know, he, you know, he can't protect himself. Like there, people are saying that. I don't know if that's I'd go that far, but I just think he's just not being himself right now. Um, but also, I think this defense needs to step up because again, there's another really talented uh, group of men that I think, in my opinion, that should be playing better, um, but. You know, it, it it does not help when your offense is going three and out a million times a game. But uh, they should take things on their shoulders and kind of carry things. I think I think they they could you know after Tennessee got softened up, softened a little bit. I think they could beat up on that on the Tennessee team. Yeah, I think Cincinnati, Burrow, they'll do just enough to beat them. Um, the Rams coming off their Monday night loss to Cincinnati. Uh, travel to Indianapolis, who shockingly they're two and one. I don't think anybody expected them to be two and one, and I think they yeah. get the quarterback back this week as well. Yeah, yeah. In, in, interesting enough, two uh, two surprise teams. Um, I never thought the Rams would be playing as well as they are. Um, there's names on the Rams team that I've never heard before that are that are contributing positively to them to their um to their 2023 season. Um. So I am I'm pleasantly surprised at what the Rams are doing. Um and also with the Colts and what the Colts are doing. So 
but I just think the Rams are just a little bit ahead of where I think the Colts are. So I'm going to pick the, the Colts. The Rams, sorry. Cooper Cup has a shot to come back this week, too. Mm. So that's interesting as well. Interesting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that definitely helps the offense for sure. Um, yep. And we got Tampa Bay. They came off Monday night, lost to Philly, uh, 25-11. They traveled to the Saints, who came off their loss, 18-17, at Green Bay. I, you gotta, I think you got to go with the Saints here, right? Tampa Bay, I don't know. The Saints, are, the Saints are an interesting team. Is is Derek Carr will, will he be able to play? Uh, what's no? I know Kamara's con. Kamara makes his debut this weekend, so he's back. Basically, if he could play, he could play. They're not rule. It's basically a day to day thing. With car, so I, I I just think I think the Saints that Saints run the ball, play good defense. That's what they do. Yeah, I think they I think I think they're on a they're in a better position, um because I think the at right now the Buccaneers are a little streaky, um so I, I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give uh the Saints the upper hand on this one. Maybe end of the season a little change because you know since they play each other twice a year. Never know how it is, but right now I think I'll give it to the to the um Saints. <laughs> now the Saints are the better team. Um, Washington coming up there, uh, blowout loss at home to Buffalo. Travel to Philadelphia, who's three and zero. And I wanted to tell you, I don't know if you were watching the Monday night game. You want to talk? We we talk about how we wanted to see the Jets dominate on the defensive line. <laughs> That's a dominating defensive line. And ridiculous, and their offense—that's not even fair. And their offensive line is just the same, just as dominant. Yes, it's unbelievable. Like to me, this is the best offensive line I've seen, or one of the best I've seen since the Cowboys in the nineties. Yeah, they do good. They're unbelievable. Like, yeah, you know they're running the ball, and you just can't stop it. It's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You also, as a defense, you also have to. Uh, um, you can't break contain, so. You, so a lot of what of what's what they're taking advantage of is teams cannot be really aggressive coming upfield because you know if you do then then Hertz could catch a wind off the of the of the end and go you know go 30 40 yards on the field before anybody touches him so the action right and right so so the so the issue not the issue but i think what's helping the offensive line, in my opinion, is the fact that they're um, you can't really be incredibly aggressive. There's a lot of um, read steps you need to take to kind of try to figure out what they're doing to you. But the fact that they're so good and so well coordinated in 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 how they attack you as an offensive line also plays a part, a major part in the reason why they're so good. So, um, yeah, good old man. Listen, I agree with you, bro. One of the best in the NFL. Hands down, definitely. Yeah. Um, the Eagles, the Eagles are gonna win, by the way. I'm, I mean, even though Washington did beat them last year in Philly, so that's something to keep an eye on. But I yeah, Philly should win. Um next Hey, week, by the way, the the North remembers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh Minnesota coming up there, uh oh God. 
lost to the Chargers. They they outcharged the Chargers. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> they go to Carolina, and Carolina they also lost as well. They lost to the Seahawks. Um, I I'm telling you, watching watching the Chargers and the Vikings play the game, oh I. I felt like it was an episode of SpongeBob when SpongeBob and Patrick was being stupid. Like <laughs> I they, they like they were both trying to outstupid each other. Like I, I I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. Yeah. And the craziest thing about the Vikings is that the Chargers is stupid. Because it's just Chargers, right? Right. But the Vikings, it's like they're legitimately trying to be good. But they just can't. I, like I've never seen anything like it. I I don't know. I I don't know how that worked out, man. I know. Uh it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. I don't I don't know. I certainly, uh, you know, for both fan bases. I mean, we should feel bad for us, but <laughs> they're they're just you know. I picked the Vikings because they just have more talent right now than the than the than the Panthers do. Yeah, I, I picked the Vikings. That's right. Yes, for a win here. Um, next up, you got Pittsburgh. Um, after they beat the the Raiders on Sunday night, uh, did they play Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night. Yes, twenty three eighteen, and they traveled to Houston. Houston with the big upset victory. We said earlier to uh, Jacksonville, thirty seven seventeen. So that's an interesting game. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting game. The Steelers should win this game, but I think it's going to be closer than we think. Hey, and is is CJ Stroud is he going to break the the Ohio State uh bad quarterback mojo, you know, like there's no good quarterbacks hey. out of Ohio State? Okay, so I'll be honest with you. CJ Stroud was playing so well that I had red zone on and then I saw him, I saw him playing, and I had to stop and watch. I was like, huh? <laughs> wow. Okay. Is it working? <laughs> yeah, because he yeah, he was playing really well, man. I was like, wow. wow. So you hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, man. You might have an Ohio State quarterback actually doing well in the NFL. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, like you said, Pittsburgh's got to win, but I don't know, man. Houston, that's that's gonna be a good game. It's definitely gonna be a game to watch out for this, this week. Um, could go both ways, but we'll, we'll take Pittsburgh here. Um, the Raiders, just mentioning, coming off their loss at home to the Steelers, they travel to. We just mentioned the Chargers. So, and I don't know, if Jimmy is Jimmy G out? Right, I don't think so. Is he? He's still in concussion protocol. Is he? Oh. So. But I would mm. still go with the Chargers. I I don't know. They they win games. Yeah. They just don't win the, you know, the, <laughs> the end of the year or the important ones, right? <laughs> I, I, I think they'll yeah. win. They're, they're the best. Yeah, players. I agree with you. I'm with you with the with the Chargers, yes. Uh, Next up, the Patriots coming off their victory against us. Travel to Dallas. Playing Interesting Dallas. game. Yeah, they lost to the, the Cardinals. That's what this is where Dallas gets they get sucked into all the hype, right? That everybody gives them. Like, oh, this is, you know, 
this is a great team. They got a lot of talent. They're a really good team. And it's like, I think they get sucked into it too much. And then it's like, then they have a game like that last week. It's how they respond to a game like that is going to be big. Like, can they come out and take care of business against the Patriots? And I think they will. But I don't know. That's that's what I that's what I always have my problems with Dallas. Good team, but I don't know. What do you what do you think? <laughs> oh man. Um I'm gonna pick the Patriots in this one. I really don't want to, but I have I have to because there's something there's there's a little a little known fact here. I think that uh, the Dallas Cowboys offense hasn't been that good. And I don't think people are paying attention to that that much. And they just happen to be playing one of the soundest defenses in the NFL. And um, for that reason, I think that the Patriots are going to have a chance. I think they're just going to make one one better play than the Cowboys make. That will make them win the game. Hmm. All right. Uh, okay, Arizona. We just talked about them. They beat Dallas twenty-eight to sixteen. But congratulations, you got to travel to San Fran, <laughs> who's undefeated at three and zero. They just keep on rolling, and they're probably going to keep rolling. As they they're going to keep rolling. Yeah, I would think so. Um, yep, San Fran is just ridiculous how good they are. And you know Crazy. they hung in with them. Surprisingly, they they hung in they they hung in with them right for most of that game. It was a closer game than I thought it would be. Yeah. But, no, eventually. But I, but you but but in reality, the chop the the forty ers did not look like anybody like they were gonna slow down or anything like that. It didn't look like you know they were gonna lose or anything like that. Like they were things were coming at the seams or something like that. They, you know, they had a few you know drives that kind of came short, but it wasn't like they looked out of sorts. That's the problem with that offense. Is that even when they're not playing really well, you're like, yeah, they're just off by like a, a insy bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and then they correct it, and then they're like rolling again, like it's like nothing never happened. And and that's the scary thing about that team, you know, there's... that they're never really too off their game, and that's the that's why it's so difficult to beat them. So and it's had a chance, like they had them, like they were just off their, like you said, they were just off their game just a little bit. And they were they were just in the whole game until the late third quarter, but the Giants just couldn't score. Because the that's you know, the thing, just... yeah. Because you can't, yeah. Because yeah, one of the best defense in the NFL, yeah, probably the best. You don't know, like they're not too far away from it. So yeah, that's just how it is. Uh, and then finish it up Monday night because we talked about the Sunday night game. Uh, the Monday night game, Seattle at the Giants. Uh, Seattle coming off of a um, victory against Carolina at home and the Giants, we just talked about losing to the 49ers. I, you know what was weird? That the Giants were favored in this game. Well, they still are, according to the odds now. Crazy. I don't understand. Crazy. I, that I don't understand. Crazy. Do they want people to, like, <laughs> on Seattle? Is that it? Like, they yeah, but they, yeah, probably. I guess so. It made no probably. sense. Probably. Because... Because it, because I think the best thing about the Giants is the fact that they could play offense, they their offense, but it's also the the part of their, their their team that could cause them the most trouble. 
as good as Daniel Jones could be, it's as bad as he could be. He basically is the same guy. Bad Daniel Jones and good Daniel Jones is the same guy. Good Daniel Jones will throw a 50-something yard, yard bomb or rush for a few, you know, rush for like a 40, 50-yard, you know, rush down the field, right? And then that same guy will throw an interception yeah. <laughs> or fumble the ball. So it's like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So that's the problem for me. Seattle is Seattle. Seattle right now, I think they're just, it's early in the season. I I, I think they're kind of rolling into form. I don't think they're where they want to be. Um, their running game has not been what it normally is. And I think that's what hampering them at the moment. Um, so they get that going. It's going to free up all that play action passing that made uh, um, their quarterback throw for 4,000 plus yards last year. So, um, yeah, I, I, this is not a question here. I'm going to Seattle. Yeah. Um, easy one. Easy Seattle here. <laughs> that's an easy yeah. choice. Um, all right. So that's week four. Let's hope uh, we're not talking about an ugly situation with the Jets next week. Hopefully they put up a nice fight. Uh, I'm not expecting it, but we'll see. Um, thank you as always for joining us. We appreciate it. Appreciate the likes, the the shares and everything else. We truly do. Um, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.